Yo, what's happening, man? Yo, this is Color, and this is the Color Cast number 16. And today I sit down with a one Ryan Holman. He's a comedian and a promoter, and he's the founder of an organization here called Here Here Presents. And they do amazing things for the Milwaukee scene and for the Milwaukee community of artists. They put on a bunch of amazing shows, some of the best shows I've been to in Milwaukee they've been involved with. And they put on these video series of live performances of local musicians and touring bands that come through their space in Bayview. Ryan and I sit down and we chat about a lot of things. We chat, we chat about astrology. We chat about restaurants. We chat about coming of age rituals for men. Uh, we talk about psychedelics, particularly mushrooms. Um, and yeah, and we joke about a lot of things. Ryan's a funny dude. He's a friggin' comedian, yo. So, uh, Enjoy Colorcast number 16 with Ryan Holman. Telecast number 16 with Ryan Holman. What's going on, dude? Just Here drinking some tea. Up. Oh, God, I moved it away. It's okay. Oh, wow, look how clear. When we were arm wrestling. Uh-oh. Oh, dude, your equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Arm wrestling before I moved it away, and I forgot because I was out of breath. Here we go. We're off to a good start. I want everybody to know that I had nothing to do with that. Faulty equipment. Can I please speak with the manager? Dude, it seems like it might do it again. No, okay, okay. Should be You can hear me. Yeah, now we're good. We didn't actually plan that. <laughs> it's all a performance. It's all a performance. That's what, if anyone knows me, that's what it's all about. There's no real life. It's just a performance. All of life is a stage, right? Yeah, right, yeah. And we're just the actors. That's I've Shakespeare. definitely That's Shakespeare. pretended that my whole life. <laughs> but yeah, you can hear me. Oh, yeah, because I was like... Face. I was afraid to touch it. That's a, yeah, I'll touch it. Because it was going to knock, knock itself now down it's again. Yeah, that whole time, if I was going to lean around the mic <laughs> to look at you... <laughs> It was just my natural instinct was to look around it rather than over it. <laughs> yeah, no, not everyone is as comfortable with mics in front of their faces. I'm comfortable with a mic, okay, just not ones that fall apart as soon as I touch them. <laughs> yeah, these were $30 I didn't want on that Amazon, to... you know. Just 30 bucks For both of them, yeah. Well, not the mics, the arms. Oh, okay. No, the mics are a little more than that. I'm going to start a podcast. You should, it's easy. Oh. <sighs> Man, I don't need something else to do, though. You can do it with just your phone. You don't have to set up a live streaming thing like I do. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't do it without all this stuff. Yeah. that That's half the fun. Yeah, no, the live streaming is really nice. Like, doing it just from my phone, I may as well just Instagram story all day long. Well, I mean, audio. Like, you can... Oh, yeah, pod, like, not so all you, podcasts You could put, like, a, your, your phone in the middle well. between us and then just have us talk. But, you know, you want it to sound decent. I think. 
And yeah. having microphones is make, makes things sound decent, as far as I know. I'm uh, just going to check and make sure I posted that thing that we're going to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we got someone I in feel the like chat. we got distracted right as I was posting. <laughs> yeah, we got someone in the chat. Fairy Frequency, she says. Yep. All right. No no likes yet. I'm drinking but tea, too. you know, the algorithms. Turmeric. Hey, we're drinking turmeric ginger tea. She's addicted to it. Uh, well, I think she should get she, that checked actually, out. I yeah, addiction is a... We're drinking ginger turmeric tea from Rishi. And I just met someone who worked uh, who works at Rishi Tea yesterday. He's a fiddle player for my new ensemble. Whoa. Yeah. And you just met him yesterday? Uh, I just found out he worked for Rishi. <laughs> it's like, he's already playing just in like your... That. I'm like, man, can <laughs> I be in your band? I play harmonica. Yeah, you should come. Fun jam and toast. I mean, I hear presents. I'm, is... I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> was that a. Um... It was a jam at the end. Yeah, no, Do no, you no, play no, harmonica? no. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, I c- come on, it's harmonica. It's easy enough. <laughs> it's like Have not like tried? there's buttons Have or tried? strings. Uh, when I was little, yeah. Played, it's, you know, it's hard along with piano to man. To make it sound good. God, but, no, I know. But to, but to, to I know you're right. all instruments look easy, but they're not. You're right. It is easier than like a saxophone or a flute or something. Or like, it doesn't take that much to like make noises out of it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like a, a kazoo. Yeah, exactly. It's more like a kazoo. <laughs> it is kind of more like a kazoo. It's, it's got like a, it's got a reed in it. A clown kazoo. A clown is to a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> What a uh, cowboy is to a harmonica. Yeah, I is that remember, right? <laughs> I think so. It seems right. I, I remember <clears throat> there was this harmonica player I went to. Was it Thurman's? Or was that place in River West that just closed? But it's like not closed. Dino's. Oh, Dino's. Dino's. Yeah. And it was like the yeah. Last... What is up with that? Are they not closed? Or uh, all I know is I saw someone on uh, River West group. We should post this in River West group now. Oh, you know the River West, yeah. Group. Facebook. Group. I, I don't live over here, but I watch it for entertainment. I'm. I. You guys can watch the Bayview one if you want. Is the Bayview one good? Uh, yeah. It's mostly like, like older people. people bitching. Where over here, it's younger people bitching. <laughs> but same sort of stuff. So I cover both bases. But <laughs> somebody I know was like, "Hey." Hey, does anybody know what's up with the Dino's building? I right. want to buy it or thinking about buying it or something. And and just everybody started like making these guesses. <laughs> and then later I, I who I can only assume is the owner <laughs> came in there and started commenting to all these and it's like, "Oh, well if you know what's happening, you know more than I do." And just stuff like that. So I don't know if Dino's is open or closed. May uh I only went in there. Oh, yeah. I heard they had good food a while ago. Then I heard. I went there once. It was like sloppy. But I only went once. Mm-hmm. So and I went with my mom because I heard it was good food. And then we went, and both of us were kind of just like, it was like a cheap bun, like like old lettuce, like cold, you know, tom- you know, really white tomato, but frozen for a while. Every, you know. Oh. It it wasn't like how long ago was that? That was like last year, last yeah. summer probably, or last autumn maybe. Yeah, people were just always like, "Oh, their brunch is so good. Their brunch is so good." Maybe there's things that they were good. Maybe we ordered the things that they're not good. They're not good at. That happens. I don't know. You know that not at a good restaurant, but yeah, right. Places making excuses. 
What's your least favorite? And then I'll let you get back to what you're saying. <laughs> what is your least favorite Milwaukee restaurant? <laughs> My least favorite? Well, it was Dino's. No. I... <laughs> wow, that look at that power you have. <laughs> yeah, no. Punching down. You just put that... Uh, they're gone. They're, they're not even there, and I'm still talking shit. Negativity. If... Oh, what is the one I hate? There's a reason why no is in the name. Yeah. Okay, what were you going to say? And then I'll tell um, you my least favorite. Um, well, I was going to say the reason why I brought up Dino's was because you mentioned harmonica. <clears throat> and trying to think of, like a cowboy is to harmonica, yeah, but I, I think a drunk bluesman is much more fitting because there was this, I don't know this guy's name. He, apparently he's in the scene. You know, he, he was, was, leaning he was absolutely mind. shit-faced. At, because this was like a going away Dino's. It might have, I think it was a third, like a, I don't even know. It was in the middle of the week and everyone was just shit faced, right? I mean, kind of typical Wisconsin. Like, yeah, that sounds bar. like, are you sure that's not the gig? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, that place is a similar vibe in that, in that sense. I think a lot of people pal around the same things, right? River West, places that have live music. And so they were, they were, we, people were playing music until like 3 a.m., right? Because it was their last night. I was like, fuck it. No one's going to. Like who who were they gonna call? You know, like, like it's the last night, and this guy was just absolutely shit faced. And some guy came out. We were out in the patio smoking, and people were like, "Hey, what's that?" That was no one heard that except us. The the <laughs> some some guy came out, and they're like, "Hey, man, come back out. Play put play your harp. Come back out." This guy could barely walk, man. He was so drunk, like he was just he couldn't even make sentences. He was just so drunk. And so then he went inside and then soon enough, and then there was some person that came in next to me and just started asking me these really weird questions and I didn't want to talk to them. So I'm like, all right, I'm going back inside. So I went back inside and this guy is killing it on the harmonica, just absolutely killing it. But he could barely walk. He could barely talk. He could. And yeah, it's sometimes like that sixth sense, sixth sense. I think, yeah, I think he, uh, he must have. Yeah. That the, the conditioning and the understanding of, you know, when, and I, I guess that's happened to me too sometimes when I'm, when, you know, I don't drink as much these days, but when, you know, when I've done in the past, I've definitely, uh, I've definitely played when I've been totally inebriated and I, you know, it, 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 I'm sure it's not terrible, you know, cause it is muscle memory to a degree. That's kind of what I was saying. Like, just that, like, you can be better at that than most things in your life because. But how, yeah, how can you play it? You can play it, but you can't even speak. That's what's crazy. That was what was crazy to me. You know? Yeah, that's the one thing about uh, an instrument over talking on stage or singing is that you could, you start to slur. Yeah. If you're too. You're slurring and you're off key, off pitch. But yeah, what's your least favorite? Cafe I'm, Lulu. Uh, have you ever been there? <laughs> uh, I might. Have. You mean I thought it was Lulu Cafe? No, Cafe Lulu. I'm on Yelp right now. I can never remember the name. Oh, so you have your reviews? I do have did you, reviews. Did you give a review? No. Oh, but you gave him star, uh, one star. It's just one of those places. Just... Let me get on my. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's one of the things I people I, I described you. People as love that place. And it's always based on the Asian slaw and chips. And that's all anybody ever talks about. Asian Sometimes chips. salads. And to me... It's not enough. 
It's just not enough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just that. wanted to... It's like, is this a restaurant or an appetizer bar? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, your sides. The sides are what your... This is your favorite restaurant because of a couple sides. Yeah, you shouldn't have to... If that's like how I can make that that's how you're slaw. deciding, then... Yeah, you should. They should start to decide a little more. Exactly. Yeah, that, I I think. But I, honestly, I, think I have to say I went back to try it. Um, one more time since I talked a lot of shit, and it was better than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> my two of my really good friends say they go there like two times a week. They live a couple blocks from there, and they just, you know. And I'll give everything another chance. I don't want to be a dick. And it wasn't bad, but I won't go back anytime soon. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there's other places. I'm trying to... Have you been uh, to the new one by Art Bar? Yeah. What's that place called? Wonderland Wonderland, Cafe. Wonderland, yeah. I've been there a couple times. I haven't been there yet. Oh, I was actually going to ask you if you have been there because it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I figured Dino's closed just over there. And then it's like, this place opens up. Seems like a fair trade. Yeah. They were... uh, um, is it? It's not a bar. It's just a restaurant, right? Uh, are there are beers and and stuff. I don't know if there's any drafts, but Art Bar owns it, right? I don't know if it's the same, the same owner, people? but it's like definitely friendly with each other. Yeah, it, it's uh, it would make sense. It's similarly other, at least designed, uh, but I didn't hear all the details. Um, but the food is good. I'm, I've uh, been there at least two or three times. I'm a big restaurant guy yeah we sh- we could talk for two hours about restaurants if you want yeah I, to. i've only been to a f- <laughs> i haven't been to too many restaurants these last couple of years i've been i've been you go I, to the same place over and over well i well some of them yeah but because there's i always end up cooking for myself because when i eat out more my stomach starts to get confused and and like it starts to hurt i think that's what's happening to me <laughs> well because <laughs> frankly because I, I don't I guess I, I have very high sensitivity since I was a kid. I was the kid that puked on the bus, you know, from Ugh. eating too much sugar in the morning. This makes sense. And so, yeah, like I, I puked on the bus all the time. And, and, and in school, like after lunch, sometimes I'd feel terrible because, I mean, they would feed us garbage. Yeah. You know? It was just garbage. Yeah. My body knows how to take garbage down. Mine but does it's not. Event, it's now it's like, Ryan, Bro, come on! You've seen those documentaries. <laughs> That's what my body's saying to me right now. It's well, like, I mean, food is. Food why do you is, keep doing this, man? Your your stomach is your most uh, primary brain. Like the. What are you trying to say? Well, yeah, no, you are. I ha- it's not a, just a gut health. I know all about all this stuff, yeah, yeah. and uh, and my stomach is actually like kind of gargling right now. You said that. <laughs> like, listen to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I, so that's Something's why I, been that's why I tend to there. that's why I tend to not I'll I'll go on like special occasions with friends and stuff and like I'll go out to eat but I love beer line now that I do, place yeah. I can eat beer line is the places I, that are good it's like at a vegan, guilt-free vegan and like not not the because I'm vegan but just because they don't have they're more strict with their food you know like usually vegan places are more strict yeah and so and they source their stuff more locally and. That's the shit that I. They're need just to eat. more aware too, yeah. Strict and just generally trying to give people a better option, right? And that's why I go there every <clears> time. Have you been to Strange Town? Oh, dude, my friend just Strange sent Town. me. Like, she just Town. sent me a picture of the menu this morning, and he said, "Have you ever been here?" Oh, go. 
Where is it? Absolutely. Prospect, if right? you like beer line, dude, Strange Town. I won't go is, there. <clears throat> Strange Town has like a, a smaller, like a few things during the day, but then more things uh, at night. Uh, either are delicious. You're just limited during the day. Go at night. Go on a date or something. Yeah. There's not a lot of tables. It's good for like two or maybe like four people. Um, but I love it. You know, Matt and I, I probably told you before, but we're, we've been like making our way through a list of restaurants between here and Madison, oh, where she lives. <clears throat> and it kind of just started as like when we were going to each other's cities, she was like, I don't want to go somewhere we've already been. So then right. we started making a list of the places we had been. And then it became like, okay, we're not allowed to repeat anything mm. within six months. And uh, so we went from January to June, no no repeats. And now we're at, we just had like our 125th restaurant between the two wow. cities. So I like food. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but no, I, I do too. I've, kept, I've been saying for the past like two months, like I need it. Start eating healthier. 125 times 20 buck meals adds up too. You know, and I think some restaurants definitely it deserve does. the patronage. Like they, they deserve the patronage of like there's nothing like a good restaurant for sure. I just I, I have a harder time. We'll start it. cooking at home, okay? <laughs> That's not for you know, it's just for me. Like that No, no. It like, I mean when I'm in control of my diet, I feel so much better. And my like it just takes one bad meal and then I'm I you know, I shit bad for days. Yeah. And it takes me days to recover just from one bad meal same with alcohol now like i can drink a little like a glass of wine or a little bit of whiskey or something but more than a beer if like i have two beers good luck yeah no two beers in two days in a row beer is nope. it's it's like slowly Dude. poisoning me too it's like too every time i have I some love it yeah it's every so time delicious i have it makes me feel so good and i love it yeah no I, cheers to that yeah Tea only now. Tea. Well, yeah. bring tea to the club. Um, White yeah, claw no. is like a little better, I guess. But like, I ch- just the sugar and and all yeah. that. Yeah, no, like I I was a big IPA guy. I was I was I was about all that stuff. But now, yeah, like if I have a full beer at the show, my face is like red, and my gut hurts yeah so it's been mostly wine i do wine fuck with mezcal though like if i see a mezcal drink but that you know it's been two days i need to i'm gonna try to go until matt's birthday without drinking yeah i just did a whole sober oh no it's one day i just did a whole sober month of november of off of everything that's why you're acting this way <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> well uh, the month's over now <clears throat> i had some drinks this past few days and other things you know i was uh, you know i took i i restrained myself from almost everything any substance although i do take uh multivitamins <laughs> nice i'm gonna get one of you to keep on your uh computer Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's yeah. hard for me to give these away, so get it. Well, take it you. now. <laughs> I feel honored. I'll take the same photo for me later. <laughs> I could take one of you. Um, <laughs> Man, the people listening to the audio version, they just the silence and then the. I mean, it's not that 
that much silence. People are listening in so intently. You have no idea. Yeah, they're like, what the hell is going on over there? (laughs) Every time there's a bit of silence. Oh, very frequency saying some more things. She needs to check out the new album. Your new album? Thin Lizzy? Did Thin Lizzy talk about Dino's? Do you know about that? Um, Do you know anything about Thin Lizzy? Not enough yeah, to know neither. that. Me neither. Yeah. Thin, Thin Lizzy did oh. an album about Dino's. Oh, that's going to look good. Yeah, it looks great. That's going to be the thumbnail. This is one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Who, who gave that to you? Maddie gave it to me for my wow. birthday. She's a good gift giver. Yeah. Um. So now I just have something else to hoard and collect. We've already gone through How, probably yeah. about 100 of these. That's Don't, fun, though. Yeah, it's funny because as my family is literally like scanning in photos from the course of our life and... Yeah, ready right. to throw them away, literally ready to throw away pictures that are like 80, 90 years old. I'm like shipping them back to Milwaukee. And why they wanted to just do it all digital? Yeah. And it's like, I get that that takes up less space, but it's just not the same. Not that it's just much not space. the same to me. Just yeah. a few binders? Yeah. I mean, my family has moved a bunch and it's heavy. And my little sister, I don't know, she would like live with just like a backpack. Of, of sure. stuff. So they're pretty minimalist. Very minimalist. And I am maximalist. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you've seen the studio. My house yeah. is like, there is, there's even less wall space uncovered or counter space or right. whatever. Um, I just like pretty things, pretty yeah. old things, psychedelic, pretty old things. So that's why I have so much day, stuff. One day you'll grow, you'll grow into a psychedelic, pretty old thing. I'm working on it. <laughs> mule sauce. Yeah, those are that's sticker mule. When do we need to do the Thunderbird wine commercial? Well, we already. That, I've already done that. <laughs> right. I already, I already did my commercial. This should be wine and not tea. That's all. I'm all out of wine, man. They only gave me so much. I could have. Hey, I should have taken more. Jesus, could we just get this turned into wine? <laughs> That'd be pretty. Yeah, that's with some alchemy there. Lead in the gold. What do you think about alchemy? Um, the book. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> uh I'm fascinated. I, I was never someone who's going to be um, to fully understand that stuff, but it's I dig it's, it. it's not even a really a thing that's around now. It's just kind of like the ancient sciences. Yeah, it's like philosophy was so- science. They called it natural science. Well, no, no, it's science. It's like all different. It's different back in the day than it is now. Now yeah. people say, "Oh, chemists, chemists, and like psychologists are alchemists." Yeah, because it's just combining all the thought processes and yeah. I mean, that what what does a human have the capacity to to like interface with physical world? Like, what what are, what's the, what's the relationship between our our beliefs and thoughts and physical reality? Yeah, all that. I mean, that's the basics of philosophy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, but the 
the alchemist. There was one reason I brought it up. There's, there's, I read something yesterday. I don't remember the Latin, but it was a Latin. It was in Latin because all the, you know, I don't know, some Roman I only alchemist. Know, I only know pig Latin. <laughs> well, the, it was something about like in filth you will find your truth or something, or like look in shit to find the truth or like and i think the modern interpretation is like if you want to find something if you want to actually know the answer to something you should look where you don't want to look did you post this online i've been posting so many shit like that i feel like i've read something like that so i was like there's i i've been you're allowed to i was just wondering i've been on such i've been on such a kick i've been learning like reading these books and fucking just posting all these quotes and that's good yeah that's a good one i'm gonna take a photo of it next to my phone now Take a photo of the photo. Yep. So then I still have it. See that? Now we're just having fun. Is on the right hand side where people are talking? Uh, I think it's just the one. Fairy frequency. Fairy frequency ASMR. I don't know what that. She said her husband had a fantastic song called Alchemy. They recorded. Back in '99, so she is a guy. I knew she, I thought she was a lady. You were right. And then, yeah. Speaking of recording songs, first time I met you was at your studio, which you alluded to, the Here Here Presents Studio, right over in Bayview. Yep. And I went there to see my friend Graham Hunt and Sam <laughs> Reitman perform <laughs> as Midnight Reruns. Which yeah, we it's a sort of, sort of subject. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then I saw David Zimmerman there, and uh, coming back, I was, just came back from Ireland, trying to get into this, you know, being like full time musician. How do I engage in the scene? I just started, you know, I was like, I know Graham. Let me just go to all of his shows, and just you know, I can be introduced to people. Um, so I, I was like, oh, this is cool. It was some, and then I looked up on your site, and I was, and I saw some videos. I was like, oh, hell yeah, this just looks legit. And and then I went and was just blown away by the whole thing. I was like, I, I just remember thinking, like, this is happening in Milwaukee right now. Like, how have I not ever heard of this? Or how have I never not known about this? Granted, I was just, like, engaged, just engaging in the scene. So it's not that big of a surprise that I didn't know about it. But, like, I, I just remember thinking that and seeing David there and being like, wow, this is a real fucking sign. Like, this is a, this feels good. Like, this feels like the right place or like this this has good the things that i wanted to be more immersed in like it was happening there cool yeah thanks yeah no i mean that's the truth that's what it was it's exactly what i'm trying to could create you no you've definitely been a very very good supporter and a very good performer on you know for years it was very you know (laughs) that it's like you, you know there's somewhere What's the best way to put it? Like, they grow on you the more you have to watch them for, like, editing or graphics or whatever. There's some where you, like, I don't know, maybe you put it on mute the fourth time you have to watch it. But yours is, like, the more I even just listen to your mixes, shout out William. Yeah, Um, he was on here last week. Yeah, I can't believe you fucking brought him on before me. No, I'm just kidding. He's with Amanda. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Two's better than one. No, so uh yeah, yours was one where I was like, damn, Ian's good. I mean, and I and I 
you know, like sometimes I'll like bring in an act and kind of know their music before. I had seen you a handful of times, so I knew your music, but like you brought it. Like you're one of the people. We've now shot like 90 some odd videos. Wow. You're one of the, yeah, and we've only released like 64, so we've got a shitload coming. We've been doing a lot of yeah, behind the scenes work that's, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot it's of work. 30 more to do, man. Yeah. Um, but you're one of the only Jeez. people who just like looked in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is cool, you know? Like, the, everybody has their different styles. Some people completely avoid it. You know, some people think that that's the professional thing to do. I think ultimately we just want to create a space where. Uh, it doesn't feel like you're in a radio station or a studio, but more like a venue that is going to capture you like the rawest and realest. So I, and I was just, (laughs) you know, thinking about like my little speech and how I could make that better and more, more apparent to each band. Like, I just want to be like, we're not tiny desk. We're not KEXP, like jam out like make right. it psychedelic like that's the point of what we're doing is to give that like live show experience being captured you know on video in a cool psychedelic space but yeah i don't know i i, I you're definitely yeah that, uh, it goes noticed well, the, the, <laughs> that you support big time because so. the thing about that was like there was three bands that night and three amazing acts like and we were the last ones and so they everyone yeah (laughs) the only reason that that should happen was like because they were there and i was like like, yeah you can't you can't fuck this up yeah i was like this kaylee conway vv lightbody whose video is being released tomorrow yeah that's serendipitous Um, it's been a long that you know the way that it happens is like on a night like that where there's three some people, like uh, like VV, for instance, she she had an album coming out in June, so she's like, you know, I'm not in a hurry. Right. Whereas, like, your album was coming out six months later, maybe, and you're like, can we get this right. ready? And, you know, Kaylee was probably somewhere in the middle. She's so nice. She's like, eh, you know, if you can, not, you know, whatever. Um, so, like... Then, like, VV's goes kind of back burner. Yours is more quick, and then Kaylee's is floating around. And then it's just like, then we'll shoot another three. And it's like, right, yeah. you know, I, I have two editors. I have, you know, one sound engineer who does the mixes. But it's still a lot of back-end stuff. And just each yeah, poly no art man. takes me, like, five to ten hours. So it's like, it's been a lot yeah, of, man, like, that's... rather than doing, uh, you know everything for one and then releasing it and then having to do everything for the next one and release it and being this gap in time right now we're about to have like six ready to go and i'm hoping that as you know we move through that we can actually promote four weeks out for what's coming and six weeks out which we've never been able to really do because it's always like i want to release that in a month and i get it like four days before the release the final copy so like now to have one where I'm like, just I think it's really gonna start rollout. to proper rollout for like yeah. everything. And there's a lot of big ones like in this next thirty. Most of the bands are touring bands yeah, from yeah. not from Milwaukee. But yeah, 
I don't know. I started to say something just about how, like, you know, having seen some performers maybe once, maybe just listening to the music before they come in. uh, Yours was definitely one where, yeah, the more I I watched, it was just like, damn, yeah, Ian's good. Joseph Huber is another one. Yeah, he's Where it's just like, I watched that video and I'm just like, fucking get tears. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I have this, (laughs) you know? He's the first guy I saw sell out a local guy that i saw sell out of space it's like anodyne or yeah, something yeah i went there with my roommate pat and it was the same type of deal like i knew one person that was going to be there <laughs> and i was and i was like okay it's good enough i'll you know like i i want to i want you know you have to you have to hustle the networking game you have to know what's happening in your city you have to know what's going on and you have to know who's who's playing this shit like you know, so you can know who to, who to support and who to who to like try work with and who to you know all that jazz. Yeah. And so I saw that Joe Huber was playing, and I didn't. And I listened to some of the stuff online. I was like, this is good. Mm-hmm. You know. Then I knew there was like a three fifty seven band that he was in. I heard a lot of that. I like that. The new and, and the stuff he was working on. I was like, this is cool. It's definitely worth checking out. And I went, and they turned us away at, at when we got when we got. Oh to man, dude! We were like, I... sorry, it's sold out. And we were like, really? And I looked inside. I was like. And we we so we no like, anodyne we tucked our tail and we turned anodyne around. is painfully under but then cap. The, the lady said, "She's like, hey, ac- hey, wait, wait." And we turned back around. And she goes, "Just go. Just don't tell anybody." <laughs> and and oh, I was like, man. Oh, "Dude, you want to know?" So yes. I was there that night. Uh, really, I had promoted for Joe, just like on my own, like. Uh, like we weren't promoting the show, but I love Joe, so I was like pushing the release show. I loved that album, so I was pushing the release show. We also like released our video promoting that show that he had shot with us. But I don't really love like buying tickets online and paying right. And I just didn't assume like I was going pretty early, so yeah, I didn't think it know? would sell out. And I got there and it was sold out. Well, and I was like Luckily, I just told the lady, I was like, I help promote this show. Like, I released a video. Yeah. I was like, and she let me in. And Joe was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, you could have called me out. But I was like, I remember like that heart sinking feeling. Like, I've told like 20 people to come to this. <laughs> like, I have friends coming who did get turned away. Right. So, the moral of the story is get on the list. Yeah, the moral of the story No, buy, buy tickets in advance. Yeah, but but also, good to get on the list if you know someone. But don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, right. I try to that list. The list things I've always tried to avoid because I just be like, okay, once you open the list up, then it's like, oh, I know. Then, then how do you know who? Even with my family, it'd be like, sometimes the family are the only people that I know I'm going to get get Money. some tickets from. Yeah, no, no that. Like, <laughs> Amen. It's it's like. Some people I you will. can sh- pay involved. fucking five to ten dollars to go see your friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. You you I agree. Pay ten bucks for a beer. Fuck off trying yeah, to get. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. like I have paid more money for this. You know, like just like yeah, yeah. Don't I ask agree. to be on the list. Like support your friends because you support well everything else in your life. Yeah, see, the, the position, you should be the, the people. Position that should you be support. the people should be putting you on the list if they if like you know what if I mean? they want li- right. yeah like. And to me, I, we, the last book, Takala, all the people who were involved in the 
in the music video and the promoting of the event and like setting up the event and like and like those people i was like happy to put them on the list and you know yeah and then the other bands will be like hey can we put this one i'll be like uh, okay like we got to set a cap or something you know yeah because it wasn't one a big issue you know like just think about no it mathematically yeah. like if, if there's a a night with you know three bands that have five people let's say that's big but yeah 15 and each of those people get someone on the list that's 15 people in the door and there's some shows that like only like only 40 people, people up, yeah. come to or whatever and it's like just it's we make it so affordable and we put in so much work as promoters because you're not just a no, you know yeah, musician exactly. you're very much a promoter and you're someone that i trust a lot with it and someone you know obviously that i like working with you're actually able to be more on top of it sometimes than i am because <laughs> it's your show well right and you're, yeah. you know well it's like that's my that's my one track mind of like this needs to be done this is all i'm working on but yeah whereas you it have helps like, me though because then i can reshare like things that things. i can create original content for because yeah no that's a great feeling uh-huh. when you can just say share and yeah. boom it's done oh i did my promotion yeah. for today <laughs> i do a, create some of my own no yeah of course it, you know it's it's everyone everyone shares and everyone creates and you know for a while i would just do that I'd be like all right i need to make my own posters i need to do my own thing i need to be able to make it happen because no one else is going to fucking do it and if they that's the uh... and if they do it's going to take me you know it's it's a pain in the ass to work with people sometimes when it's like just get it done like and I have to everyone's got their own shit to do you know and especially if someone's working on a very limited to no budget it's like what are their actual what is it's not reasonable for me to expect them to be working their ass off when they're just getting fifty bucks you know totally. or something and and for me it's like it's bigger than than that for me so I'm willing to put in the work and it's actually kind of fun. You know, it's actually kind of fun to make those posters. Like the Jam and Toast poster, that one was super fun. Yeah. Spooktacular shit, that was fun. Yeah. Like those, those, no, that, that worked out. Repurposing things, that's what I'm doing now. Just taking some old photos and repurposing them because it's like, I'm not an artist, but I can steal an angle. <laughs> I mean, they're all free. It's all under, no, I know it's I'm all good. under, uh, borrow. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all royalty free. But yeah, no, the, the, what are the so you got the VV light body thing? What's the next couple of shows that are coming up for here year? Is there anything coming up? Um, well, yes. Yeah, so the next it's jam and toast next Friday. Yep, the thirteenth um, at Enlightened Brewery. Uh, there's in uh, so I'll do releases as well, and I'll try sure. to go in somewhat chronological order. But yeah, VV light body drops tomorrow. Wednesday the 4th, is it? Yeah, Wednesday the 4th. Tomorrow, yeah. Uh, then the following Tuesday, we've got Cordova's. Oh. Um, I don't know if you were at that one. No. Literally one of my favorite videos out of all these. There's a lot of favorite videos, but yeah. they're, they're this uh, psychedelic uh, Americana jam band from Nashville slash L.A. And they're constantly on Cordova, tour. Isn't that a city in Spain? Um, I do believe so. <laughs> See that? Nice, yeah. Drop top. Um, and they actually put out one of my favorite albums of 2018. Ended up kind of being on tour in the area, and so I reached out with a real hard 
uh, just tried to sell them. I was like, I get you an Airbnb, a shoot, a show. Wow. Like I, I just they had like a day that off between them. Green Bay and Alabama, and I was like, threw in all my chips, and they did it. And so this was October of last year, and it was just so much fun. And the video hasn't come out yet, just because they were waiting on it when we finally got it done. And then, uh, you know, just how things get caught up, I, oh, yeah. I start getting all the ones out where people are begging them for it, and they're not in uh, no particular hurry. So uh, that's finally going to be released. Um, and it's just it's just so good, and they play a Grateful Dead cover, which I'm stoked nice. about, because that's a thing we're going to start incorporating into basically like challenging Covers. each band that comes in to play a Dead cover. So it would be a good way if you ever wanted to come back and just do one song. We want it to be in their own style. So if right. it's like a rock band, a, a jam band, a bluegrass band, like we don't want them to change. We want them to take it and make it their own. Yeah. You know. So they were That's one of the idea. first who have done that. And I'm just it's I'm a deadhead and I'm going right. to, you know, create There's a lot of deadheads uh, out there. Part of my community is always going to be uh, founded in like you know who I am and what I took from that, and I want to give back to that community. And uh, so this is just a way we've we've thought was fun. So we've only had a handful of bands do it so far because some of them the, the shit gets booked so last minute right. that we it takes time can't to always yeah, yeah like but there's some bands that have them yeah, already yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, so anyways. Cordova's will be next week. Uh, then we have the Jam and Toast on Friday. Um, then the following Tuesday or Wednesday will be Big Dill and the Boys. Oh, um, nice. So Will yeah. from Big Dill is actually the one who told me about Cordova's. He sent, uh. sent it to me in a text like a year and a half ago. So I thought it would be cool to release them one after the yeah. other. Will's a good dude. Um, she's... Yeah, one of the nicest. Big Dill He's great. The they they played at Madison's. Oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Last yeah the year, spectacular. The uh, oh, at Bo's Meadery. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I went. Uh, yeah, I was there. there. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, they'll be on. Um, I think we're looking at like the seventeenth. Um, and then the nice. next two here here shows after that will be um. At the Winnebago in Madison on the nineteenth, cool, and that will be Sleepy Gaucho, Big Dill. Oh, I saw that. And then on Saturday we'll be Damn. in um, Milwaukee with that same lineup. Oh yeah, plus yeah, that's, uh, that's oh, cool. What the hell's the name of that? There's some band from, <laughs> I can't think of from somewhere else. <laughs> um. They are, yeah, so that'll be the 21st at Cactus Club. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, a handful of releases after the holidays. Um, we're almost done with, like, Mystic Braves, Ceramic Animal, wow, yeah. um, Illiterate Light, The Go-Rounds. There's just, like, a, yeah, it's a lot. It's a buttload. It's heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Because yeah. um, those, especially with those, yeah, and especially if you have a... You have good rollout strategies, and you have it. You have all these things coming in the pipe, and then there's things coming, 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 and and these bands, you know, have more notoriety, right? Like the local, yeah. 
the local bands is so I think that's so important, right? You know, like support support Milwaukee, but to to like to even get even get some of the Milwaukee people on that same plat to build your platform to empower Milwaukee. You know, it's a two way. Yeah, yeah, I gotta. I and I've understood that from the very a, beginning. It's a global game, man. Yeah. I've understood that from the very beginning that like I always want to be a platform for local music. You know how much I support local music. It's like yeah. So far in the shows that I've booked, it's been like 80% local, 20% like snag a national band and right. help promote a show. The videos now are about 50-50. But what I try to tell bands who just reach out, who've written one song, don't have an album, or, you know, like people reach out and I have to find a a nice way to just tell them the truth. It's like, you need to prove yourself that like you're going to be around for a, prove to yourself and prove to me that you're going to be around for a minute. Because out of the, let's say, 50 local bands I've shot, 25 of them don't even exist anymore. Wow. That's, you know, yeah, a rough yeah. guess, but it, it's like, so I, I put a lot of time and money and energy. A lot of people put a yeah, lot of time, money, absolutely. and energy. Every video probably has 10 to 12 people that work on it, from the poly art to my co-producer to my sound. and right. all, the, all the So, like, when, when we, uh, you know, when we do that and then a band doesn't really promote it, it's just, it's made it where, you know, it's quality over quantity right. now. And, and like, can you smell that out a little bit now, a little better? Yeah, like, I mean, and we're having we're, more we're, like well, just this probably wasn't a priority as much at the beginning, right? Yeah, like I always wanted music I liked, um, right. but there was definitely a, a point initially where it was like uh, I just wanted to shoot as many as I could because I thought like if I have twenty five shot, I can start asking for sponsorship, or if right. I have. You know, like nobody's going to give me sponsorship when I've only done five or when I don't have views or subscribers. And so now we're just getting to that point where everything's starting to grow exponentially. Right. Like, you know, for for like a year, you'd get 10 subscribers a month. The next year, you'd right. get 20. Now we're getting like, I don't know, 70, 75 subscribers a month, which still is not like huge. But to notice like it, oh, yeah. it just like doof, 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 growth, doof. man. It's like, this is exactly what, you know, like, uh, it's a, what is it, a marathon, not a sprint, <laughs> you know? That, and it's man. just like, I I love that because I've enjoyed every step of the way. There's yeah. not like an end game. There's not a, a ultimate goal. Like, you know, if uh, My Morning Jacket... Or Dead and Company <laughs> wanted to do like a session. I would still think, well, we could get some like super group in here, and then like, you know, no, like, I I genuinely just enjoy all of it. Um, Dead, well, they they'd go closest they'd ever come through is Alpine, probably right. Like, uh, I'm hoping that um, we can get surf. them and like uh, fish on like some fall tour in the future at Pfizer, oh. yeah. I Is mean, that where they gig in there's no way, there's no chance in hell that uh, Dead and Company would ever do this. They just right, yeah, I mean, zero. My morning jacket. I think uh, if you know the cards were played right in another know. like I mean, four or five do, years, they, like if you if you, I don't know if there's no no way in hell, right? I mean, if they or do they? I just, just don't think Dead and Company does stuff like that. They don't, they don't need to. They're gonna like sell 
25,000 tickets at every show. Video, no matter what. Like radio spots and uh, stuff. Rarely. They don't go to KXP so or Tiny Desk? No. Or? Yeah, no. no. Okay. Whereas like My Morning Jacket doesn't have like a Tiny fish, Desk. The but fish like, would, right? Yeah. I feel like Trey might. Um, I feel like I feel like there's more of a chance with Fish than there is with Dead because Dead is not the same band. They're right, exactly. technically a cover band with many surviving members. Um, right, right. Whereas Fish is the band, right, and they the can do whatever band. they want, and it's still fresh and new. Right. Um, right. As much as I I love Dead and Company, it's not. They're not uh, doing new music. You know, whereas Fish is still putting out good music. Yeah, I know new some music. motherfuckers that go to those. I was just talking to a buddy from my high school, and this guy. I remember, as, uh, I remember as a kid, I didn't really care for him that much. I the, thought, this guy. Yeah, I thought he was kind of mean, and like a little, little like mean and disrespectful, and he just talked shit a lot. Sounds like an asshole. Right, that's what I thought. But then, uh, you know, I've been chatting with him these last few years. He was just a whook? I'm just kidding. I I think he went through a transformative process through being a wook. You know, like, because he said he went on a bunch of tours with with Fish. And I think, you know, when you come out the other end, compassion is a little different priority, you know? Like, it seems like... Hygiene isn't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I call myself a sophisticated wook. Yeah, clean, uh, clean hippie. No, I mean like I, I only I'm heard the wook, the idea of a wook uh, a couple years ago from my the bassist John in in the Comrades. Mm-hmm. He's from Stevens. Well, he's from Fond du Lac, but he went to Stevens Point, and he's been in jam bands his whole life. And he brought and he goes and sees fish multiple times. You know, he just he just loves it. You know, that's just he's he's he is part of that culture. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned all oh, those. They're just a bunch of wooks, and I was just like, what? Yeah. It's like they're wooks. Yeah, so you know, dirty the dirty, dirty crusty. Where does wook come from? Wookie? Or does it come from I yeah, I feel like it is Wookie's the hairy, hairy one, right? Yeah. I mean it's like uh dreads and they usually have a dog that you know <laughs> they sleep in the dirt, they don't wear shoes. Right. It's like <laughs> I wear shoes. Yeah. You know, I wash my hair. What's left of it? <laughs> I, uh, um, but I like the same music and the same drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like well, maybe a- not all the same drugs. But <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's what I mean about like this idea of compassion because it seems like there's definitely a lot of psilocybin being ingested and partaken in on most of these. Are you sure like, it's not silly psilocybin? <laughs> silly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> yeah, you should. If I get one thing out of this, it should be a new joke. <laughs> silly Simon. Okay, someone, someone... I just think it's so silly. Someone must have thought of that. No. <laughs> but, like, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the the research, but I've been talking to some, some of my friends who are neuroscientists. I've done plenty of research. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Clinical research. Oh, and it's none prob- of that. It's probably uh, reaffirming and probably uh, validating maybe some of your experiences. Yes. Um, but what it what this research is saying is that plants are medicine. Yeah. Well, that's what the that's what the outcomes of some of this this cutting edge re- research is um, is saying that psilocybin actually is like reversing Alzheimer's. It's reversing 
people's eye, like loss of eyesight, loss of ear, hearing, loss, loss of, uh, you know, any chronic dege- brain degenerative disease, it seems to like, it seems to have incredible healing effects. That's why they don't want us to have it. Well, is this turning into Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? I mean, I look over there, but I know I'm supposed to look up there. I was just looking over at the computer. Sorry. So, so fairy frequency left. She said, wishing you both a fantastic week and something about nice to meet you, Ryan. Nice to meet you and too. And then there's someone who just said, yo, how we doing? Pretty good. How you doing? SQM. Doing good, SQM. Um, but the, it seems, it, yeah, I mean, this is kind of modeled after the Joe Rogan experience, to be totally honest. Like, I, I fucking love that show. And I like that it's just conversations. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have. <laughs> but this no, is I'm a little better setup. He's got someone who is working. Like, I have to do all the things, like everything I do, you know. He's got someone. You I would ha- do that anyways. <laughs> no, I ha- one one color cast I had, or actually two color casts I think I had uh, friends um, being on the keyboard over there and swapping between cameras. Oh. It's because we just have us two here, look, you know, but if there's a way to swap the cameras, like, let's see, this might not work. Like, going like that, right? There's you. There's me. Look at my third eye pine cone. And... I didn't realize you had a feather. Yeah. But the point point being is the... They are opening up... Like, I think the they don't want you to... They they don't want us to have it is, I think, absolutely true. And I think they primarily are... Primarily, I think, one of the biggest uh, forcing functions against it is the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical Well, I think that's all it is. Like, any scientists or... It was banned from even being researched. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... It's like anybody who's actually doing the research, any scientist who is an actual scientist who is open to research and findings and stuff is going to realize that it's a positive thing and not a negative thing. And And it's it's overwhelming, actually. It's not just like, oh, this is a little bit better than an SSRI. It's like, no, this this is factors... Do mm-hmm. you know factors better? Like they're the yeah the evidence is uh, evidence is overwhelming. And so, yeah. what well, was it? Did Oregon you hear that, mom? <laughs> 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 no, it's just like you know. Obviously, my mom knows about mushrooms more than I do. She did them <laughs> once in high school. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fifty-fifty chance she'll watch this. So. <laughs> Depends on uh, <laughs> what's going on at home today. No, I mean, it's just funny. It's like, yeah, I f- fucking love mushrooms. They're beautiful. And yeah, uh, yeah. where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. like... Well, it's decriminalized it's, in Denver now, right? Yeah. And I think it's uh, it's just going to happen like the cannabis. It's just going to... the floodgates Which are is open. like... It is I hope gateway. it happens it is a gateway in, drug, in but time. But legalization. Uh, before we all die because of flooding yeah, think, and global warming think, and uh, storms. All the men fire. need to come together, get take some mushrooms. All the women need to come together, take some mushrooms. You know, And I think we'll see a much different outcome in the world. Oh, yeah. Well, because think of how... Cre- like, 
there's all these. It really just talking is about the control of. I mean, them. you're talking People. about climate change and all the all these disastrous cataclysmic possibilities that are coming down the pipe, right? They're if in there's the any, pipe. If, what's that? They're in the pipe. <laughs> They're already in the pipe, and that's the idea. Is like psilocybin is only like now it's a competitive edge in Silicon Valley. Like if you're microdosing in Silicon Valley, you are a little bit more creative. You're a little bit more open, and that's a competitive edge. So it's it's not just, ooh, well, let's get like let's trip, yeah, bro. No, it's it's it, it's it's med- it's medicinal, but it's also like it it um it can be a supplement to your life just like anything else, and you don't have to trip balls. And actually, everything in moderation, you know, it's like. Well, you know what Oscar Wilde said? He said everything in moderation, especially moderation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like. Too much of anything is gonna right. It's gonna rattle. I've definitely met some people where it's like maybe a little too much. Yeah, and they're also probably not doing it for the right reasons. And there doesn't even need to be a right reason necessarily because can be healthier reasons. Some, you know, for me, it's it's like fun and creativity and you know silliness and uh, it's not it's not I'm not necessarily necessarily thinking about like what this does to help with any potential depression or so you're not taking it medicinally it's recreationally yeah um but like then there are you know what i would consider borderline is doing like a uh a meditation right um like a the past couple times I've well, done it, going I've, to a music concert is like kind of a meditation. Like, oh, totally! Like you, you may not be. I think all these people who people who take it recreationally, they they're t- they also they don't really fully maybe understand that. that why, yeah, that is medicinal are, for yeah, you. Like when you get together with people and you are in this state of consciousness and not and around music mm-hmm. in a certain community, like though you are you are fulfilling these like desires and needs that humans have and people are connecting at deep spiritual and psychic, psychic levels so my you know i most of the first times that i started doing it was was out and about or out with friends or out at right. shows or out at festivals the most recent couple times i've tried to make it a more deeper inward maybe not medicinal but like spiritual right. And like pathfinding yeah. sort of thing, where I've done a, I love it with music. But the yeah. past couple times, I've done just a meditation, a manifest yeah. your dream career meditation, and then the rest of the night has been silent. And it's been, you know, the goal is to to do it on like a full moon or something where like, right. And I mean, <laughs> it's it's like, oh, geez, like, oh, geez. yeah, you could see, <laughs> you could see, yeah like why the ancient people were able to communicate with other places and other times and understand time and uh, you know aliens whatever like and just my little tiny apartment the things that i've you know right and and just a few times you know i don't i don't overdo it you. you know it's like whoa yeah, we're supposed to do these. <laughs> like, yeah, I think this this I, is evolution or or adaptation or how your right brain. Well, it's you know from from the earth, right? I mean, and that's the that's the thing is, I mean, there's things in the earth that'll kill you, and there's things there that can help you. Like 
food, like we were talking about, about diet, like food is, is most important. What you consume is who you are. Yeah. And, and if I, I, I do believe that I think, I think there's, is a possibility too, that mushrooms are sentient creatures that they are fully aware too of their role and that, you know, in, in, in their own way, you know, per, you know, that's, this is just, there's no, there's no proof about sense. It's hard to, to prove sentience and something, but like mm-hmm. it's from what I've read from about them, like the largest organisms on earth are mushrooms because they all, they go connected. so deep. Yeah, and, this, yeah. this, the mycelium networks are so, they can go for miles and miles and miles and miles. And we're talking about one, technically it's just one creature mm-hmm. that's miles long. Yeah. And I mean, I think there are some trees that do that too. But it's like a buffet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All you can eat. Yeah. But, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that I've, I've always been interested in in stuff like that because I've I've read a lot of well, I had ex- I had psychedelic experiences when I was in high school and in college and stuff and I've always had in crazy like sleep paralysis dreams and stuff since I was a kid. So like I had psychedelic experiences all the time and I had major surgery when I was in high school. I had my uh, sternum broken with a hammer and uh, medic. Uh, it was a, I had like a chest surgery where I had a sunken chest and they basically they yeah, they broke my sternum in with this like hammer and then they cut two holes into my size and they put a metal bar in there concave concave and then they flipped it convex drilled it into my rib cage and kept it there for two years and and then they took it out uh but i had holy fuck yeah i never want to hear that story again (laughs) well i had an out-of-body experience i was there was a lot of drugs involved in this you know situation so Mm -hmm. so like they they um they gave me valium to just like calm me down from the thing but i had you know i hadn't eaten in 24 hours right so like most people who understand like taking any type of drug on an empty stomach is usually much more powerful because um, there's nothing for it to like bind. Do with. you have any left? <laughs> <laughs> it was it, dude. It was the only time I ever took value. Turn up the volume. <laughs> it was the only time I did it. Only time I ever had ingested Valium, and it was I was just a goofy ass motherfucker, just like smiling about everything, and and uh, and then they put me down on this table, and I was just like being carted in this room. There's all these different doctors that were doing crazy shit and there's all these tools and stuff but i was just like Whoa. and yeah. and i lied down and then they gave me laughing gas so they gave me then they gave me nitro on top of that so then i was on both valium and nitro and the doctor i'm just fucking like i i didn't even know why i was laughing i then i became aware i was laughing like but my i then i, I just felt my shoulders going like this i'm like what the hell is going on oh, God. and i just was like oh my god i'm laughing and 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 then the doctor goes, "Oh, I love it when you know the patients are laughing like this because I can say a lame joke, and they'll have to laugh." And he said something lame, and I just remember thinking, with all the power in my of, of will that I had to to stop my body from laughing, and I did, and I stopped, and I just, and then all the doctors started laughing, and then I started laughing too. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Damn. But then they gave me, then they gave me. They're like, "You're gonna feel a little pinch." Then it was you're going to feel a little pinch. You're going to feel a little, and everything just swirled in, and and all like everything just kind of swirled, and then boom, I like had out of body experience. I popped out my body. I looked down. I saw myself on the operating table. I saw the doctors. I could hear. I could hear the clinking of all the tools and stuff, and 
and they were my all... chest hurt, has hurt for this whole story. <laughs> just, you know. Well, it was just it's just crazy what you know, like these experiences and that that out of body experience I would have. I would relive in my sleep paralysis and in lucid dreams and stuff. I would relive that over and over. Like in my room, I would be able to pop out of my body and float around my room and do the same type of thing. But it was crazy. It was like how powerful some of those drugs are is because when I got out of the anesthesia, I sat up completely straight, freaking the fuck out. I was just, I woke up just, and, and just like looking, I was like, what, what? And there's just nurses there. Like, it's okay, it's okay. And I started thinking about that after. I'm like, they literally broke my sternum and, and had a, I, there was a metal bar inside me and like it was all stitched up and I sat up completely like, like just terrified because it was as soon as I, I swirled up, I swirled back down and then I woke up and then I was in the ICU for like a week and I had epidural, like the morphine straight into my spinal cord. Ugh. And dude, morphine is fucked, like fucked. I, I just moving would get, make me throw up. They'd be like, okay, we're going to try and sit up today. And I was like, I can sit up. I sat up right after the thing. And it wasn't about the pain. It was about the morphine, like the morphine i sat up and i just started puking like bile it's like yellow because i didn't eat anything because you know they're just oh, feeding me through man. a tube or whatever and it's crazy and as soon as i got off the morphine i could walk around it was crazy it was like yeah morphine like you can you can understand why the opioids opiates is such an epidemic and like those ideas of yeah. the opium den i understand that now because you don't even want to move if you're on opiate you can't move you get sick yeah you literally get motion sickness by just walking from one place to the next and i mean after the surgery i had like a bunch of refills on on uh percocet you know and so i had you know i watched all scorsese's movies <laughs> and that was awesome i wrote a lot of poetry like that was kind of cool but opioids are, yeah that's out of all the drugs like i could see and i'm even when someone say oh like if there's someone says something about percocet or some or something i'll be like like I, I can feel how someone would be addicted to that. But I, luckily, I never was it, and I never did. But people say that you know it's a total lie, though, too, about how you get addicted to these. To especially even those, those, those do have the potential for high potential for addic- physical addiction. But the whole idea of taking it once and getting addicted is total nonsense. That's total nonsense. Yeah, I, you know how much heroin, quote unquote, like because her- they all turn into the same thing in your body. They all turn into morphine in in the body and. You know, and it, it alters, you know, maybe it's slightly different, but out of all the morphine that I had and all those Percocets that I had, I'm not addicted. You know, think of how many people use more, have morphine every day. Yeah. And they're not addicted to it. Right? Yeah. So I mean, there's it's, other it's factors for sure. That it's, it's just like the one and done, like they taught you in D.A.R.E. or whatever. Yeah. D.A.R.E. is a bunch of nonsense, dude. You know, my associate, I remember in college, my associate. I actually professor, got into drugs because of dare yeah well let's he, he's a triple dog dare <laughs> hey. damn yeah, i wrote he, that joke a long time ago uh, but i felt like that was a good opportunity that was, no, that was perfect execution you know no i was gonna say that it, that the people the kids who took dare are more likely to be drug abusers that's a real study that's a real fact like that's fucked rebellious little bastards well because i think people could tell i think they knew that they were being lied to right like i knew i was being the alcohol thing was like okay this seems fair but then they'd say weed burns holes in your brain and i remember being like i've read stuff from people who don't say that well yeah like the most smart people now they're the smartest people on you know the, the smartest authors and and artists and 
you know, creators. And even they even said Thomas Jefferson smoked weed, you know, like like these motherfuckers have been doing it for forever. Yeah. And, and so the fact that, it, you know, I mean, here in Wisconsin, we don't even have medical shit. We still don't even have medical. What the fuck, dude? I, my, I got a lot of family members who have pretty debilitating diseases and they have no oppor- they have nothing. They have nothing. It's stupid. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to get too into it. But yeah, it's but I the, agree. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I think there's a shift. The shift is happening. It's happening and the money the money has been speaking about mm-hmm. how how it can be monetized and that's unfortunately that's how a lot of people think. Um but I mean, Illinois they're, they expunged, what, like 800,000 people's records? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. 700 at least. And they're, at New Year, it's going to be fully legal. And not only that, but it's all going towards like the most impoverished areas of Illinois. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, You could change the world. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, it's that simple. You know, like Everyone Denver, yeah. they've been able to, you know fix things, throw money at schools. Like, it's like, oh, we have too much money. We don't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, they got it's a like, refund. Taxpayers got a, yeah. taxpayers got a refund because it's like, too much money. It's like... The first year. It wasn't uh, much, but... <laughs> yeah, we could really use that in our country. Uh, now we got someone talking about mushrooms. Uh-oh. Honey mushrooms. Amalaria. Do you know that? Do you know what honey mushroom is? Um, I don't, but when I was in New York, my brother gave me uh, mushroom honey. I didn't oh. get fucked up from it. It wasn't enough. So psilocybin he's, is he's attenuated a serotonin. I don't know what that means. I know what serotonin is one of the main uh, so hormones. So is it like, uh, I kind of missed it, but I know that there's like a honey that you can lick and it's got a psychedelic effect. That's oh. not, this is a type of mushroom, right? That this. Yeah, he, well, he, he said some scientific name and then he said, yikes. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a scary one. Maybe, it, <laughs> you know, and I've heard, I've heard also for people who are afraid of tripping, which, you know, is, is in its own way helpful for certain therapeutic things. But because you're just essentially your subconscious can become melded with your conscious and, you know, you're dissolving a lot of, you know, you're integrating a lot of these parts of your psyche that are normally separate. And a lot of people have issues, myself included, you know, with the shadow of yourself and your ego and your id and all those things. Like people have issues with understanding them and fully being fully being present and fully being honest with who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that by dissolving some of the barriers between that you get to see a little bit more about the destructiveness of yourself the hatred in yourself the fear all that shit you're face to face with that motherfucker yeah and and so like that that can be very therapeutic but it seems very scary for some people who may not be um may may not have the courage to to face it um but there are these apparently i've been hearing from have you ever heard of uh paul stamets so this is I definitely have heard the name, but Paul I don't Stamets know. Paul Stamets is where. just like the mushroom guy. He owns fungi.com and he oh. he's like the lead expert from the beginning of time. He tells this crazy story on the Joe Rogan experience where he was like a little kid and took like I mean so some exorbitant amount of mushrooms when he shouldn't have died on an empty stomach and he climbed and he climbed up at the top of this big tree all the way to the top and he stayed up there while a storm came through. Yeah, I've heard this story. Yeah. 
and it and he said he had a stutter and he had all this shit before and then he was like completely healed of it and like he's just like I know, I now am a servant of the mushroom <laughs> and then just studied his whole life doing mushroom but he said that there's all these these mushrooms now that they're finding that are psilocybin analogs and what that means is like they have the same effect physically and cognitively as a like a psilocybin mushroom that but it doesn't make you trip so it's like when we ban these research we're not just banning the like we're 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 completely removing ourselves from even studying these things because think of how much that could affect you know how that could be over the counter shit man you know what i mean yeah like that people people could just be putting in and well it could be like reishi or any other yeah, mushroom that is just straight health mushroom right i have a little mushroom I there's take, some take of some... the m- most yeah i mean there's yeah people eat ashwagandha or ashitaba or i don't know one of those is yeah. a mushroom <laughs> i've had both things i think one's like a root and one's a mushroom yeah and then yeah reishi and uh, there's hundreds yeah and you can eat them too and they taste pretty good you know like morel oh dude i had uh Dude, are so uh, at Birch and Butcher, back to the restaurants. You could shout out all these people and they'll share this. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Birch and Butcher, back in like April, I had one of the tastiest things I've eaten in the entire year, which was a morel toast. So it was like, you know, little cooked morels with a morel gravy on top of, I don't know, maybe some morels sourdough or some some sort of bread that was toasted to perfection it was yeah morels i wish are, it was on the menu for longer it was one of the best tastiest things it's because they're only around for for in the spring mm-hmm. and people go nuts yeah i have a buddy who talks about how he took mushrooms and then he went mushroom hunting and he walked into the forest and he's an outdoorsman um he spear fishes and bow hunts and shit and so a real knows, man yeah he knows his shit you know, so he, so he, at least compared to me, but he, he, uh, he went out, he, at least he told the story, he went out and he's just walking through the woods trying to look for mushrooms. And then he sees fucking Bambi, a little fawn in a deer, in a deer nest, just curled up with fucking sunbeam poking through the, 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 um, the tree leaves with like butterflies flying around in the and thing. And he's just like, oh my God, <laughs> just on his little mushroom hunt. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was like, Damn, I want to go find that. some, but I also just wish Birch and Butcher would cook that same thing up again. Yeah, there's a few. Good I'll go. Maybe I'll go this next year if the weather's nice. I'll go. You know, you just spring, got to find hunting. someone. That's why that's, I'm like happy to be talking with my buddy because it's like I want to be. I want to learn how to fucking forage for morels. I want to learn how to. It's like, all in knowing where to go. I think. Yeah. You gotta know where, and I mean, when I was in Ireland, they they, they called it mushy, mushy season, and that was when everyone would go out into <gasps> the, into the Wicklow woods and into the into the mountains. They were just really ancient mountains, so they weren't really big. Um, They're like the Ozarks, maybe, and and they went out mushy hunting, and it yeah, they'd be looking for psilocybin, you know. So it's like everyone does it everywhere. Everything. Yeah. Although in Ireland, the, the biggest drug of choice is MDMA. And that's something that's been really interesting research on that. And part of, I mean, the Irish are known for their like some crippling oppression and depression, right? Like the suicide rates there are pretty bad. And it doesn't surprise me that, you know, like there's no 
chance in these like types of why people choose the certain types of drugs and you know why people are doing it like there's no i think people ultimately know what they need for themselves and stuff and like the fact that that's the biggest drug in ireland is not very surprising because of all the ptsd Mm -hmm. in the in the genes from just thousands of years of oppression in their culture you know like it's i would imagine it could be very useful to for healing a population yeah and now they're like pretty woke you know like and they're and they're you know leading the way in a lot of social um movements you know i loved dublin when i went yeah dublin's awesome it was surprisingly like shocked me how cool it was just because it was like somewhere i added as a cheaper place to fly into on my trip on and i had a friend who was living there and so i was like it wasn't a place where i was like super super excited to visit basically yeah. and then i just had a great time the people were super chill the yes. food was good irish, the, the irish are super chill they do have beautiful. an issue with talk about the beer the beer definitely it felt uh, it felt pretty comfortable there for me because it's like oh beer controls your city <laughs> like i was like i get that you know and people i know a place like that <laughs> and that's what was interesting i was like wow i've never the germans would drink a lot but the irish drink differently like they they all they all drink differently but um, yeah, Guinness. The Irish have a very c- confusing relationship with Guinness because they've almost been brainwashed to to think that Guinness is like the best and everything. But actually, like Guinness has been part of like they have a monopoly. You know, they have monopolistic tendencies, and they've you know they had whole marketing campaigns that are like touted as like brilliant marketing, but it's just straight up propaganda. Like, have you ever seen yeah, those no, posters? I mean, Guinness is good for you. Oh, totally. Guinness is trash beer. <laughs> It's like dark water. It's not I mean, good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, yeah, and I drink a lot too. of beer. Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. If you've had a good dark beer, you wouldn't like Guinness. <laughs> if, I think the Irish if, would disagree with you, but I I've had good Guinness and I've had bad Guinness. I'll tell you that much. The like, one that you had at the place was good, and everyone you've had since then is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones here are not that great. Yeah, um, that's true. They do have a cool little ball in there. Yeah, in the, the, in the cans. That's fun. Yeah, those those they don't still don't do it. They found a way me. to take a little bit of beer out of each can for profit, and that's by putting a ball in there. Wow, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it is a giant megalithic corporation. You know, like they they it's actually they have they, false bottoms in the can. I'm just kidding. Like the big tall can, half of it's just air. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would have believed you. I mean... I know. That I could tell that you were believing me. Because it I is... I mean, to. it is a giant... Yeah, I think the, the same company... We'd find out at some point. The same We'd company who owns them, like I think also owns like Jose Cuervo, Jack Daniels. Um, All these or guys no, no. are dead. Not Jack Daniels. What's that rum? Captain Morgan. Like, all the, like they own... I forget what they're called, um, but they—they're just this giant fucking corporation that owns he- like a huge. There's company. only like four corporations out there. Yeah, totally. they own everything. <laughs> I mean, this is going live on YouTube, right? Which is owned by Google, which is owned by God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll sponsor. Google? Yeah, God should sponsor. Wonder what he could pony up some fucking cash. No, he runs a cashless business now. Oh yeah, just just prayers, thoughts, thoughts and prayers too. 
Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Penny, penny for your thought. You've heard that, right? I've heard that. I don't know if I want a penny, though. Yeah. Support. He said support MAPS, Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Have you heard of that? MAPS. Say it again. Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. I have heard of that. You should get them to sponsor uh, here, here. That'd be pretty dope. Get them to sponsor PsychFest. Yeah. <laughs> That's genius. Or at least uh, bring them in and like have them have a booth or something. You know? Do, is there a local branch? I don't know. Are they all... It's Who's global. Tales of Gore. Tales of Gore. Do you know if there's a, a Milwaukee or Southeastern Wisconsin branch of that organization? Let us know. Yeah, the the... Yeah, psychedelic experiences is something that's probably, it's universal. It's universal. People like to pretend like it's not like a, that it's just something that is in your, you know, you just made it, make it up and it doesn't have any meaning. And it's, it's, it's how we connect to the place we're from, where we live. It's like, duh, all the ancient people who were tapped into this shit were tripping balls. Yeah. Jesus, probably too. It's the way it is. Yeah, no, the mystic tradition. That's something I've been reading more recently. Is like with the, with the, the like the removal, and particularly with men, is because. And I, this is a question for you, maybe as a man. I mean, I don't want to assume. <laughs> I'm a but, man. <laughs> but <clears throat> like, when did you feel like you were a man? Um, still, right. Not even sure. Waiting. <laughs> uh, what was the most manly moment of my life? Well, not I most manly <laughs> moment. When, <laughs> no, when like you, when I felt when, you, when I lived on my when own. You're not a boy. You're a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was like when I had my first apartment, probably so like eighteen, nineteen ish. Because before that, I mean, like having a job, having a car, you know. Being separate from your family, yeah, relying think, on yourself. Yeah. Like when I, you know, the point at which I never had to ask for money again, and I have supported myself since then. So, yeah, I don't know, 18, 19-ish. Yeah. So do you think, do you think, uh, but do you, th- do you think with that situation, was there still boyness? Like, do you still think? Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I was like always, always learning. Yeah. Always like. That's why, like, it's almost like I still do a lot of things that aren't manly, <laughs> that that aren't that I still could grow up and, uh, like, I don't know how to. I guess I maybe I do know how to change my own. No, I don't know how to change it. I, I go somewhere to get it done. I've you know? seen videos of how to do it. So, like, maybe that's a boyish thing. Well, but it's also it's like you know, trickle down. I need. I want to pay someone to do this. I mean, you're paying for convenience. I don't know if that's necessarily a boyish thing. I guess what I'm getting at is like, there is no. You're talking about these ancient traditions, right? These mystic that oh, they had, like they the, clear rituals mm-hmm. for manhood. Women, women have it's a like clear killing an animal, going and living yeah, in the woods for three some days. There's a story I heard where people like this one tribe of I think it was Native Americans. I can't remember where, but the 
they would they wouldn't tell the boy what was happening and they'd just say today you're going to die and they and 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 or they'd tell each other like today this boy will die i think that's mormonism <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what their what their initiation ceremony but they they would take the boy chug a coke they put him through this situation you know and they put him a put him in a pretty traumatic and humiliating experience right and and then when it would be all over it would be they would say the boy is not dead here lies a man so and and, and it was to just go th- and i think it's for the psyche they were very aware of how the, like these be probably through the understanding of you know the the shamans and the mystics who would be able to you know all these ancient cultures even the ancient christians and shit like they they knew this shit like that that you need to have these these uh initi- these rituals and these circumstances in which you can actually move forward with your psyche as a man like part of part of the initiation and there, there's i've been thinking about that more and asking more people about it, what they feel and that's what it seems to be like there's just all these little pseudo rituals or like pseudo ceremonies like my i started thinking about it when i moved back yeah from college or when I came back for the first time from being in college, my dad's like, "Hey, you want a beer?" I was like, "Oh, I'm a man now, I guess." Yeah, like that's that's it. Like that's that's the ceremony. There's no like cleansing of the. What boy. do you want, a quinceanera? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I mean, it's too late for me now, right? I mean, but like, it's I'm, too late. I mean, just for well, right? Because I'm already become a man, and there's things in my in my life. Yeah, like I'm when you're self sufficient and you get, you get your shit done and you do it and. You know, and you can, you know, be be a mature masculine creature like that. The, but for for the other generations' sake, like for man mankind, and I and that's what this I think this idea of patriarchy, the idea of patriarchy is the boy psychology, like no mature masculine person is going to perpetuate a patriarchy. You know, I think that the only a boy, an insecure boy, would do that. You know what I mean? And if you think about it, there's no, there's none of these rituals, there's none of these experiences, there's none of this like manhood and this, this, uh, this like uh, understand. Like think about it, like at least in my parents' generation, and men wouldn't even they were emotionally uh, oppressed. Like they, they wouldn't like my dad barely even says shit about anything about how he feels ever, ever. Yeah. So like how suck. So how how can how can uh, how can you expect you know how it's only it's only it only seems like rational and nat- and natural that there would be imbalances in in the male hierarchies is because there's no like real there's no real structure to it that of like ma- breeding mature masculine creatures mm-hmm. like everyone's walking around with and no no offense to video games and like cartoons and stuff but like grown ass men are you know carrying around you know lots of different uh uh, you know, video game characters and and cartoon characters like that's their life. That's who they identify with. And maybe I'm just being mean at this point, but I don't know. I don't. I just see that as potentially something that could be like. Are you calling me Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Sonic. Don't get me wrong. You know, I have a Star Wars shirt. You know, I like all that shit. I love watching the movies and I love the games and I think it's br- brilliant narrative, brilliant storytelling, myths and art and stuff like. Don't get me wrong, but like. If that's your, if those are your male figures, right? Like these are these are just like 
I think there's a big imbalance. Is all yeah, no, I, I agree. It is an interesting thing to think about just, yeah, who and what you learn from and how they, because like, yeah, I feel like that was something where my dad didn't necessarily like, he wasn't like a hunter, fisher, type who like tried to teach me that or a car guy who tried to teach me that or uh, a feelings guy who talked about that so I've somehow managed to just you know I think it's just within me to be a more open talk about my feelings sort of of guy Uh, but I'm still also not gonna you know I mean just because you're not a hunter or fisherman doesn't mean you're not a man I mean yeah that's just like that that's I'm just saying like aspect of that's man. that's like one of those avenues. Right. There's like the car dads, there's <laughs> yeah. the the deer dads, <laughs> there's the and there's you know, I guess mine was mo- <laughs> mostly like sports maybe. Sports. That was kind of Did you the, do a lot of sports growing up? Yeah. What'd you do? Uh tennis? No, the, uh, like track? basketball, football, oh, okay. golf. Huh? You play football? Yeah, I played football in like uh, middle school and high school and basketball. Where did you grow up? Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh shit! Yeah, so that was where I went to. Well, it was like Utah, then uh, like so Salt Lake, then Austin, then Phoenix, basically. But Bef- and then when I was old enough, is when I moved to New York oh. by myself. Doing it up, dude. Did it up? Well, I, I, that's a pretty. That's a. That that's a pretty. Uh, I could understand how that would be more a, a clearer um, manhood coming to manhood thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess because you're kind of you're kind of rebirthing yourself in that. I had place. I did have an apartment for like my a year or something in Arizona, separate from my parents, and then I happened. I had an opportunity to move to New York. I guess I remember the moment that I turned into a man. No, so like my my best friend you and down I, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> my best friend and I uh, moved out to New York like the day after Christmas, like 2004, and just like January seventeenth. So not even a full month later, January seventeenth, he packed up and left oh, and moved back, and there was no way I was There's going back. Like been. I had quit a job. So why do that if you're like, just going to go back? Yeah, because, you know, I I ultimately think it's the way that it needed to happen so I could blossom and maybe I wouldn't have moved out there on my own. I, I never, like, resent it or I'm, I think yeah, it worked out the way it's supposed do, to. You know? But I remember, like, calling my mom, like, after he, le- literally, he tried to sneak out and do it. Like, he, like, took stuff down and, like, shipped it and then, like, came back up and, like, as was he was he leaving. To, yeah, I'm sure oh, he was embarrassed. Man. Um he like told me, "Hey, I'm I'm going to be going back to Arizona. I just, you know, I don't know if I could do it and there's a taxi waiting for me downstairs, so I got to go." And this was like my best friend for like 4 years. But you know, he was paying which, rent like, too, probably years. right. Well, so here's the thing. His mom had, they had made the offer that they would pay moving costs, 6 months rent and broker's fees, which would have saved me like 10 to 12,000 bucks. If I would move then with him rather than finish school and move. So I quit school and I had bought and sold a home at 18. So I had like oh, wow. like $40,000 in the bank. 
And so I, uh, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to save this money, yeah, I'll go now. Like, I'll yeah. just go to NYU. Or I'll do, uh, you know, whatever. So then when he left... But yeah, I remember like calling my mom that morning and just like crying. <laughs> it's the last time I cried. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but she, she, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I'm alone Abandoned. in New York and I did not expect to be alone. I expected to be with my best friend. But then, you know, you have to Those are make the moments, friends. Those are the moments and it's that, like that so much better. Because right? if I wouldn't. Then you figure out if you're a man or not. Right yeah. there. Right there. Because if he would have been there, we wouldn't have had to make other friends. And now I became right. like the friendliest guy, you know, like Casper. <laughs> the ghost? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a He's... ghost, but it's hard to tell looking at that <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> you need to yeah. put like slumber on this or Sephia or I'm just thinking of Instagram. Oh, yeah. uh, I think there is a way to do it. I just look too pale. I think it's the skylight. Yeah, it definitely is a skylight. Does everyone know that you have a nice skylight in your studio? Some people, people have been now here. they do. I, you know, when I came in here, the landlord was like, "Oh, I originally thought about putting three skylights in." I'm just checking my. And I was like, what? "Texts." Well, then why, why did uh, why did you tell me that? Now I'm just get, always going to look at the skylight and think about what it could be like if there's three of them. But one, one's good. It's fine. Three would be too bright in here right now. <laughs> too bright? I, don't know. I think it would be more balanced. Like, because right now you're just you're just getting a full blast. That is true. And I did turn that. I try. I turned that top light on just to make it try to balance it out a little bit. And sometimes I can get that other light. I put it on the other side, and then you know it's all about balancing out the light. You know. My friend texted me and said, "YouTube adds ten pounds." <laughs> And I just want to say, no, uh, you just haven't seen me in a month. I gained 10 pounds this weekend. <laughs> I mean, at least I've, 10 pounds. Yeah, I've been... I've been uh, a lot of food. I've been monitoring my, my food and my weight more recently. I'm trying to get better at that. I have been talking about doing that for... It's <clears> hard. Like six months. It's hard to keep track of all that shit. <coughs> Well, I'm we dating a, a like tiny little person who weighs like a hundred pounds, and she, you know, likes food, and we like food, and so it's like I'm not gonna let her out eat me. <laughs> I definitely always no. What usually ends up happening is we choose something, we'll like split it, and then I'll eat mine, and then I'll eat half of hers because she's little, and that's the that's the. Uh, why don't you just split? Relationship diet. Why don't you just split one? Because I don't want to eat just one thing. I want to eat two things every time I go out. Yeah. I like variety. I'm not a Taurus. Do Taurus is like... Well, I just found out recently, I think I'm a Libra moon. Oh. Uh, or I think. Libra rising or Libra moon, dude. Big difference. Because I just found out my... I just found out my birth time. And so there's a lot of question as to whether what my birth time was. So rising or ascending is your, if that's Libra, then it would mean like people would assume or think you're a Libra based on your outer. Libra moon. Okay. So that's more like it, what says, controls the your rising? feelings. Here. 
I'm, I'm not into. I haven't been in that stuff. I, all I know is that I tell people I'm a Taurus, and then they have all these preconceived notions about who I am. I've even had people be like, "We can't be friends," and then walk away. I'd be like, "Wow." It's like, "Miss, that's just my sun sign." Wow, you got a lot of Earth in here. Capricorn, 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 Capricorn. Taurus, which we all know. Um. Yeah. I don't know because I've heard people say things about like, "Oh yeah, the Taurus, they're." They're driven and they're, you know, loyal and stuff. Um, but then also people say, well, they love really fancy things and they love material things and stuff. And it's just like, well, that's not me at all. But, you know, it's always like, where are you getting this information from? Who's deciding? Who's who's deciding where this shit is? Is it, is it from the, the real people the, or is it from just the, some uh, fucking horoscope daily.com? The, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Capricorn, right? Matrix that we're in is who decided this. You so Merc- with R, way. does that mean rising? I'm wondering. Uh, yeah. I'm not the biggest. So fan. Aries, you would be a fire as you're rising. Mercury, I don't know. Let me call Jenny. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> She's the one who's taught me everything I know. Yeah, I don't know what. My, friend, my friend's been showing me some of this stuff. and Yeah, I mean. You're definitely a Taurus. Very much so. Anybody who's done 13 albums, 13 years in a row, is motherfucking Taurus. All right? You're not a Virgo, because I like you. And a Capricorn is a little more (laughs) cold-hearted. But those are the three Earth signs. You're definitely Taurus. Because Libra, is that fire or is that Earth? Uh, Air. Oh, air. That's what I am. That's the October babies. So they're the the balance, the scales. Because it's all, like, all the different... Because all the different planets control different characteristics, right? And then, yeah, it's so they all you know. have they all have elemental values, but they also have like characteristic values. And then, so they all come together. So, like when someone tells you their sun sign, it doesn't really mean jack. Like no, because it's, it's, it's a little bit. Of, yeah, you're a little bit of all your things. Yeah, you have it, to know. It doesn't. You know, it's not that it doesn't mean jack because it's technically the overarching thing that you can identify with. And I very much do. But I know plenty of people who don't identify with their sun sure. sign or their rising. You're, you're it all depends on the definition a mix of, of the whole thing. Yeah, like I and, said, you know, I've read people have said like, oh, Tauruses are so like when people talk about Tauruses and they don't know I'm a Taurus and then and then. I'll be. They'll just describing. They'll be describing people who are completely like have completely different value system than me, you know, completely and totally different personality traits. Like, yeah, pet. Like, the pet, thing I know most and, about Taurus, or the thing that I'm that I find to be the most true through uh, a lot of the Tauruses that I know. My little brother is one. One of my best friends. They seem to like be really good at. Um, choosing one thing and like perfecting it and be like that knowing young that that's what they want to do like one of my best friends oriana she wanted to be a primatologist and like i don't know like second grade and that's what she does at the zoo here like uh work work with bonobos or like my you know my brother like just wanted to get into film and has just like dove head first like i don't i don't know it's I think where like for me, a Libra isn't great with choosing one thing, and it's like, <laughs> so I'm constantly trying to do ten different things at once, 
uh, and I I love them all, and I, you know, I don't know because I feel I feel that although if I'm also have a Libra moon, right? But yeah, like, no, and that's the so, thing is can it's cause, like because I guess I do that I do uh, I would resonate with that. Check because, out your human design. That's what you need to look up. Human design. Human design is. I personally feel like it's a even deeper kind of more more uh, interesting thing because it seems to be even more accurate than like I believe astrology is pretty accurate, but there is also keep in mind nature versus versus nurture. Right. You know, like what might have happened versus like the just what you grew up around and you know the the values that were instilled in you. Whereas, like, human design, basically, long story short, there's not really a good way to, like, boil it all down. But it's it's another kind of, like, classification system from the universe. And it was channeled to this dude uh, in the 80s. Um, but the crazy thing about it is it's so in-depth. And there's, like... Um, you can either be like a manifester, a generator, a projector, a manifesting generator. Um, and there's one other one that I can never think of. Uh, and then there's like channels that are open on you. And so there's like, and it, so it, it infuses astrology and chakras and one other thing. So it's like just this whole like, sure. Uh, you know, you get a profile, but then you have channels that are open within your profile and you have things that, and so anytime, I honestly haven't done a whole lot of deep digging on my own, but Jenny likes to, you know, oh yeah, deep dig on everyone. And so she had, had done mine and read some stuff to me sometimes where I'm just like, like I, it, like gave me chills where I'm like, oh my God, like that. That's like, right, it's right. just like, gets so specific on the type of person you are if this channel is open. And then it's like, whoa, that's right. me. Again, take everything with a grain of salt, but it all just like, it all kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I think people. But I, I'm not a professor, so people, I'm not good yeah. at explaining it. People ultimately want to find and put faith in something and have belief in things that, so to make sense of reality. And I, like, for me, I grew up in a in a more skeptical like I went to engineering school and like studied scientific method and like I was always to me astrology was just nonsense it was just like woo woo stuff you know and 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 same with like tarot cards and all that stuff but then once I kind of had a more psychedelic revolution in my in my high school years and things started to change and I started to like become more aware of things and then started to understand more about the depths of um, our psyche and of of you know experiencing psychedelic um, uh, moments and and, and con states of consciousness that things started to open up and it's like oh wait okay so like no one really knows what's going on that's pretty obvious um, and there seems to be lots of different ways to do things and it seems to be most of it most of what you have control over is your own belief. And so if there's some if there are methods and ways for people to understand more about themselves even you know even if it's like not dead on or it's not accurate quote unquote even becoming to terms with the fact of like who you identify with as even if it's like wrong you're still questioning 
quote unquote wrong, you're still questioning who you are. And I had a, a recent experience, you know, I've had some, t- my cards read a couple of times with tarot and like there was, I wasn't impressed with the people who were there and I was closed off to it. And I was just like, eh, I don't, this is like, they're way off. Sounds like something a Taurus would say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is what happened like maybe in, co- in like years ago. And then more recently I had had one with someone who had been doing it her whole life and she knew exactly this a specific deck and like what every card meant. And she had just every knowledge of even the artwork, where it came from, why it's, why it is what it is, all the different, all the different like elements to them, all the different, everything about it. She knew everything about it and, you know, and read my cards and had her own specific way of, of drawing them and, and doing that. And, and it was, and I came into it with a more open, open um, mind and, it was fucking spot on. Like it was crazy. I had a, cra- and, a ca- crazy yeah, one from someone like and, that where and, I'm just like, like a fifteen card one, not like oh, a three okay. card one. Which no, mine was like a yeah. They have seven one. Yeah, they. I mean, there's a handful of different kinds. I had one that was, and it. I had more time, and so did she. And I was like, yeah, let's do the just big one. And it was just yeah. like, like how the hell would you know? You know how the. Yeah. In the way they read the cards, it's really like sick. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to like. And that's the thing is like, I don't want to give up too much to like at the beginning. If I say I don't know them, you know, because I don't want to like make sure that they're yeah. not just like trying to get shit from me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, she was saying like, "Well, we kind of need to know a little bit about who you are, so I can read them more accurately." But I was like, kind of just keeping my mouth shut, just being like, "All right, just take. The, we'll just go one by one, and you know, we'll do this, and then." We'll discuss, you know, what's going on, and and it was it was it was crazy. It was just kind of like there was there was so much uh, so much in there that I felt was was accurate, and like maybe I was just looking for it, maybe I, you know. But at the same rate, well, then what's the what's wrong with that? What's wrong with me actually being fi- like facing You're part of who your, I am, yeah, facing who I am and what my because it was like this thing, like who you are and all these different aspects, and then what your next three weeks are going to be in the next six months. And it was like, yeah, next three weeks is going to be shit. And it was like about... right after I got dumped and it was, was like, oh, and then six months is going to be great. So it was like a great thing for me to be like, yeah, like I just, okay, like it's going to suck. And that's true. Of course it's going to suck. And it, you know, a minute out, it, it kind of like painted the whole fucking picture of the whole situation from the beginning to the end. Kind of makes it easier. Yeah. It kind of exactly. makes getting... Th- it kind of reminds yeah. you that you are going to get through it too. Like exactly. when something's dark just... like that, if it if it predicted the before the during, and then it says that this is coming, it's like it makes it a little easier to be like, "All right, I just need to like shake this off." Yeah, well, I had a weird. It was opposite. It was like, "Oh no, your future looks terrible," and it'd just be like, Whew. "But you don't, you don't, no one wants to see that, right?" But she didn't pull a bad card. You know, she pulled a good card. Fertility, like, well, it wasn't just. She's like, "Be careful." With who you see <laughs> next six months. This is a fertility card, and I was like, okay, but it was also six months, and I did it like right after Halloween or right some, and that's when my album comes out too. So it's like, okay, it's you know six months. There's gonna be some good nice things plug. happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> April twenty seventh, twenty twenty. I got five more associate producers yesterday. I know. I saw. It's because I did a little deal. I was like, I saw. So it was two hundred bucks, and it was a hundred then, or one hundred fifty to a hundred. Cool. I only did five, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, well, I only do five, right? That's how deals work. Like, you know, it's just. I thought it was gonna last the whole week, but it yeah, just no. A people, day. I saw, I, I saw. 
You're crushing it. Well, I need to get you on the here here team. It's a. It's you can only, still be your own man. <laughs> teach us how to. <laughs> no, I mean it's. I am only twenty five percent of the way through the goal. I'm trying to. I'm trying to raise uh, money to get a van, so I can go on tour like properly, with a full, with the band. A van band. Exactly. I mean that's all. This is literally everything that people like. <laughs> like. Yeah, but you. Everything you goes still have to like how many months? I'm like, just yeah. I think I got two months left. And you've had it up for about a month. Yeah, yeah. So, so quarter of the way through. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing, but I I I I used to last year was my first time doing it, doing a fundraiser. But the fundraiser, it's also like one of those Kickstarter type things where it's a reward tier system. So like, you're the first one of the first people to tell me about Patreon, and we're almost like getting a Patreon going. You still yeah. like Patreon? I still, yeah, I still I don't use it as much as I should, you know, but I have. Like I, I've been uploading stuff there. It's like the once I did the fundraiser, I was like, uh, what do I do? Yeah, fundraiser or Patreon. But now it seems like they're give me money two places. They're separate beasts now. Like the Patreon, people get to see what's working, what I'm working on. And Patreon I, is more of a monthly, yeah, whereas a monthly. the other things is kind but of a one time. With my fundraiser, I do I added an option for a monthly thing, but no one's used it yet. But like it's a possibility if someone wants to, you know, if someone wants to get to a certain tier, but they only can pay in installments. Like you know, I figure a monthly thing would be good. Yeah, that's super cool. But uh, people do want to support the shit we're doing. It's oh, just yeah, a man. matter of asking, which I'm not good at. Yeah, to me, I like have a little. I get to be like, okay, I release everything for free. Everyone uses my shit every day. Yeah, like, please help me. <laughs> De- well, definitely. Like, and but it's like I give, and then people give, and it's like if everyone just gives, that's the, it's perpetuating that whole idea. It's a form of barter. It's people right. realizing that they're getting something they want, and you're giving it, and that's right. and for if, me. If they give, I'd rather be funded by the people who give a fuck than just like begging some label or some, some totally someone to just because it keeps me honest and that keeps me accountable to real fucking people mm-hmm. who actually maybe find value in the music and so when someone comes up to me and tells me that the song like got them through their like the death of their parent you know and tells me and starts opening up all about that shit it's like i'm just yeah like, it's powerful uh, it's huge i just thought it sounded cool <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there's there's deep philosophical and like and honest like t- like storytelling that I I try to to uh, achieve in the music, and I think that's what people find the value in is yeah because it's my own meditations and like some of my favorite books like I love reading Marcus Aurelius's book called Meditations. It's all these like stoic thoughts that he has about his day to day and like how to live be a, how to live your life fully and honestly, and pe- it's a whole like it's a it's still to this day an epic book that people still consume and still find meaning in stuff and it's like if i can come anywhere close to something like that of giving a positive influence on the world through my own struggle like might as well that's what the artist's role is i think you know like it's to me it's a it's an incredibly spiritual and sacred role uh, yeah you know and it, it only gets reaffirmed when people tell me crazy shit like that like or they just feel like they can open up to me after a show, it's just like someone, they're not even that big of a fan, but they 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 connected and they just start telling me about their best friend and all the shit that happened and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. Like they feel, they feel like they can, like they might not ever tell anyone else. And that's crazy to me, but like it's a powerful role, I suppose. Like, so it yeah, seems, absolutely. It seems very like overwhelming. To that's me what sometimes. we're here for. 
right you know just to like everyone's just trying to like work together and just live their fucking lives and just be happy with each other and it's also convoluted so many times with people's identities and their egos and the love and loss and like people's attachments to other people and things and all the it's such a it's it seems complicated when you think about it with all that and you granularize it and you're like oh this and this and all these you know all these different archetypes that people have and all these myths and all these ideas and possibilities and stuff and it's just overwhelming sometimes but at the end of the day it's just kind of like breathe and let go and just laugh and then that's all you can do yeah <laughs> it's like you make it simple you make it as complicated as you want the more the more you think about it oh, this and this and this and this and this and this and this no matter how what no no matter what level of anxiety you have is not going to change the outcome true yeah. that <laughs> and that's some real shit I'm like I've been there so many times going panic attacks and anxiety and, you know, or, you know, depressed periods of depression where it's like, well, you can't change the past. You can't change the future. Or you only have control over this current moment's belief and thought that you have. And I had to do that big time with just like the political environment. Oh, man. Yeah. Where like, you know, it feels like deep, there's something deep within me to like try and help the world on like a big scale someday. Because I'm just, I've always wanted to be a connector and just create right. a positive wake, you know? Uh, and so then, like, as, you know, Bernie was getting fucked three, four years ago yeah. and just seeing that whole thing, it really just, like, like crushed my spirit. Yeah, you know, is. I was following the whole time. And then just this, then it's just, like, so it. weird to be so aware. But, but to piggyback on what you're saying, I... Basically, had to get to the point where I realized, like, I'm not going to change a crowd of people or, like, a country or, a st you know, until I change and control, like, myself. Yourself, yeah. And so. then that can affect one at a time people around yeah. you. And if and everyone if you starts can, doing that? It's like that, that can change. be profound. So, yeah, I had to stop thinking that I needed to go straight to the top, you know, work up. Right. Absolutely. A positive, positive way. Um, yeah, I think you're. From I think the here presents you're doing some of that for sure. You're like achieving a lot of that, like curation of community building, and some of the some of the most awesome people I've met in this city have been through here. Here, yeah, events, we have you know, a lot and, of awesome people, and that hang. And it's just like it's just a simple community, you know, like simple community building. If you if you want. Yeah, what you were saying about like folk, like paying more attention to yourself and being more honest with yourself—that's a lesson that I've learned, that I'm learn still learning, you know. But like it kind of hit me, as, you know, after I got my after I got dumped for the first time. I've never gotten dumped before, and it was just like boom. It's like holy crap! Like wow, I put so much effort and 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 emotion into this thing, and then it all just gets taken away, you know. And then I'm like. I well, then you're like, control. what's wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. There's had... so many different things that are going through my head. and But the one of the things I was thinking about, I mean, it was just kind of exactly what you said, was, and it was something I read, it was, it was um, how can you be so, I think I just read this the other day, Young Pueblo, you know that guy on Instagram? <sighs> Worth a follow. That guy, uh. is, is he knows his shit. He he's, has daily things about, just really profound he's got good insight but he said something about um how can you be close to someone else if you're so far away from yourself and it's and it's like damn like that 
that's the truth. Like if you're if you're not even honest with yourself, if you don't even know what the fuck's going on inside you, like or even care to want to know, then whatever relationship you're going to be in, being close to someone is not going to be what you want it to be because you're always going to be incomplete. And if you and a lot of times relationships are just people trying to be complete with the other person. But I hear you totally. with the with, with the politics like I was over in Ireland when it all happened and when Trump got elected. And, uh, you know, I, to me now, it seems like it's just fucking business as usual nonsense, except like people just don't like the way he tweets. And obviously he's super corrupt. And obviously he, there's a lot of issues with that, but like, it's not really that much worse than the last, I don't know. No, like, yeah. just, the mask is just off now. Yeah. It seems that's the way I look at well, it. He's just such a moron that it's <laughs> so much more apparent that they are fucking us. Yeah, and whereas like I think, but like know, Hillary would have been just as bad. Yeah, it, you know, and that's, and like that's what, the worst it, part about it is I fucking voted for her, or maybe I not just scared. as bad. That was, yeah, but like, there's a silver she's lining bad. with Trump she's because bad. It, it's it has um, awoken the progressive base, and you know, and uh, you know, you think they're gonna cheat Bernie again? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are already. Do you think he'll be able to win? Oh, uh, here's the thing. I'm just worried about last in time general. And he was like forty four percent or like forty percent of the delegates he still got, and they cheated him. So it's like that was last time. Yeah, no. That my fear is that he's the only here. one they don't here. want to do. Oh yeah, it, like. Him and Andrew Yang, from what I've heard, uh, I don't know a ton about Yang. And Tulsi Gabbard. Um, but, like, they don't want the people who will actually make a change. So, like, yeah, I think they will try to cheat them for sure. They'll try. But is it is it going to be different this time around? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But, I, I yeah, we'll, we'll see. I have to pee. Well, should we? Yeah, I mean, this is two hours, so. We did a great job. Yeah, that was great. We covered a lot of good topics psychedelics astrology here here presents food yeah That's some good shit i'm man. um so yeah follow here here presents on instagram is that i'm allowed to promote yeah, right plug all your shit man <laughs> it's all in the description too at here here presents You're talking on to the microphone on uh facebook um we have a website we're gonna yeah youtube <laughs> Go to here here, here here presents dot com. You can follow them all there. Um, we're gonna be launching a new website next and that's month. Here here is here h e a r h e r e presents 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 no presents. Um, yeah, we uh we are a uh, live music video series promo company. Uh. All sorts of different things within the music community, like bringing people together. And uh, so you should check out what we do if you have the time. Yeah, um, it's worth it. Check it's, out. It's worth it. If you don't trust me, watch Cola's Cola video. Yes, absolutely. Cola approved. Here, right. Get a picture of me while we're still on air. Okay. I want them to have to listen. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. So the uh, button is around the front. So just don't here? cover the main. Yeah. Yep. There you go. 
That's a, that's a very strange spot. For it's a weird spot for a button. Okay. Boom. Whoa. I saw that flash. Awesome, Ryan. Flash Bandicoot. Thanks for thanks for coming on the cast. Thanks for having me. Oh, number 16. Number 16. Number 16. Or almost legal. 16th. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.